It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 22nd, 2020. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagic.com. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic Inc., their future, or at least two parts of their future, with Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac reaching deals before the NBA's deadline for rookie contracts. We'll talk about what those contracts are and what they mean for the Orlando Magic. We'll also talk about the Magic as they make their final preparations for the beginning of the season, the process they hope they have right as they get to the beginning of the year, plus trying to figure out what people think about this Orlando Magic team and what the Magic's ultimate goals are. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. No matter what team you cheer for, what team you're curious about, you can find a Locked On podcast for you. Want a little bit more information on the Miami Heat as we get ready for Wednesday's opener? Check out Locked On Heat. Again, no matter what team you cheer for, there's a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too. You can find a local expert who knows their team best. Follow today wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively now at BlueNile.com. The Orlando Magic this offseason had to begin plotting their future. We, we talked about it endlessly here on the show. Um, it was the thing that most Magic fans were discussing and fretting about. How does this team take a step forward? How does this team plan for its future? And, you know, I was on the conservative end. I thought the Magic would do some cosmetic changes. I expected at least one starter to get dealt, but... The Magic largely sat out this offseason. The, the, the only new additions to the roster are Cole Anthony, Chumo Kiki, and Dwayne Bacon. And while Cole Anthony and Chumo Kiki are essentially two top 10 level picks that have been added to the team, it didn't really bode well that this Magic team was going to take significant steps forward. At least on paper, where we're sitting today, we'll talk about expectations coming up here in a bit. Where the Magic sit today, it didn't seem like the Magic were geared to take a step forward. 
they essentially punted on the big decisions they had to make for another year. Well, that's not entirely true. Because the Magic did have a couple big decisions that they would have to make before the season started that would set up their future. And the Magic made those decisions. If, and again, I, I agree there is some disappointment and, and some frustration that the Magic didn't make the big move, but again, maybe that big move wasn't out there and as I often say, no deal is better than a bad deal. If the Magic needed to begin setting the chessboard, setting the, the board to help them plan their future, the Magic took a significant step toward that on Monday. And whether you agree or disagree with these moves, they are both they both carry with them some risk, to be frank. The Magic pushed some chips into the table on the type of team they want to be. The Orlando Magic extended the contracts of Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac, agreeing to a three-year, $50 million deal with Markel Fultz with a team option, report, according to The Athletic, on that third year, while agreeing to a four-year, $80 million extension with Jonathan Isaac. Wrapping up two starters, two pillars, for the Orlando Magic to continue growing and building around in the near future. The Magic have now made sizable investments. Investments that will necessitate some moving around and some changing elsewhere on the roster, to be frank. The Magic can't pay everyone. And with Evan Fournier set to become a free agent, Aaron Gordon a free agent in 2022, decisions are on the way. And Mo Bamba, of course, will be a free agent as well uh, in 2022, uh, too, um, when, when he becomes eligible for the bigger contract that now Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz have. This is all to say, then, that the Magic have begun putting in motion things that will create the change that I think a lot of fans were looking forward to. And now... Jonathan Isaac, especially, has reached a threshold that carries some weight and carries some significance. That $20 million threshold, it's mythical. Um, Only the best players get paid $20 million. Not even Aaron Gordon got paid $20 million, or his contract now is under the $20 million threshold with the the front-loading the Magic did to it. Nikola Vucevic is the only player on the Magic roster that got paid more than $20 million. So essentially, the Magic are paying Jonathan Isaac like he is their star, their present and future star. And of course, they're doing this with very limited information about him. Yes, the Magic have seen Isaac play plenty. They know all about him. They know who he is as a person. They have every faith and no reason not to believe that he will be able to come back. They, the Magic have every reason to believe he's going to attack this his, his rehab from the 20 CL and be ready to play. But, as some of the initial reaction would suggest, the Magic are essentially paying Jonathan Isaac $20 million a year, per year, for four years, with just one full season under his belt. That is honestly both a statement of how well Isaac has played when he has been healthy, and also a sizable leap of faith that Isaac can put the injury troubles that have plagued him through his first four seasons behind him. Isaac, of course, missed the majority of his rookie year with an ankle injury that the Magic were just very slow in bringing him back from. He played the entire 2019 season, had a great start to this coming season in 2020 before a knee injury on January 1st ended his season prematurely. That would have already knocked him out of for half the season and, and, and taken away another full season from him. But things were complicated when he came back in the bubble, played exceptionally well in uh, in two games, and really in that third game too, in the second seeding ground game, but then tore his ACL, costing him the entire 2021 season. Look, as I told numerous people online, as I said on this podcast, the Magic needed to get this done now. 
because inevitably someone would come in and believe in him and pay him more than the Magic were willing to pay. In any, in any case, it sends a signal to him and to other, te- other teams that we will take care of you. I think that is as much what the Magic are paying for, that message to the rest of the league that we will take care of our own, of our guys, of guys we believe in. And frankly, the Magic weren't going to gain any new knowledge or any new insight on Isaac because he wouldn't be playing. There was no reason to wait. They should have gotten this done. And in both the case of Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac, paying young players, investing in young players, believing in young players that are productive, that are clearly starter level, is always worth the investment, even if you end up overpaying by a little bit. Jonathan Isaac is clearly a starter when he's healthy. He is a potential all-defensive team player. And again, if he is healthy, we can expect him to make the all-defensive team. He would have made it, honestly, he would have been a, a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year last year, having led the league in stocks, steals and blocks combined, had he not gotten hurt. He was playing at that high of a level, and as I've often said on this podcast, and Nikola Vucevic is starting to creep in there, but not, not as close as, as maybe others think, as, as maybe some think. Jonathan Isaac is the only player on this team that does anything at an elite level. He's the only player right now on this Magic team that we consider for any of the individual awards. And having said that, it makes sense that the Magic chose to invest in him, chose to believe in him, chose to re-sign him. Now, Jeff Weltman has tied his tenure as president of basketball operations to him. There's no other way to describe it. There's no other way to say it. The Magic are banking their future on Jonathan Isaac. That is the truth. That is the plain truth. They need Jonathan Isaac to hit. Not just hit, they need him to be a star player. That's the kind of investment that the Magic have made now. And you can agree or disagree that that is worth the risk. I had Isaac in the $18 million range. I wasn't surprised that he got $20 million per. Um, but a little bit of an overpay now seems like it is the right call for this team. Markel Fultz is in a similar boat. The Magic only had one full year of Markel Fultz under their belt to make this decision. And as I said, I think when I, when I discussed the Jonathan Isaac extension, it wouldn't have surprised me if the Magic put something on the table and said, we're going to leave this here for you. But feel for, but it'll be here at the end of the season anyway. Let's go out and play and see what happens. And we'll be willing to invest in you then too. The Magic needed to show absolute faith in Marco Fultz. And Fultz, again, he went on Instagram and, and, and had some very nice words for, for what Orlando has meant to him, what the organization has meant to him, what the fans have meant to him, what, what all the support systems around him have meant to him. Because his journey to get here has been an extremely difficult one. Being drafted the first overall pick comes with pressure, comes with expectation. That is difficult for any player to live up to. But when he was dealing with an injury and and no one could seem to figure out what it was or, or how to fix it, and the organization, uh, Frank, I mean, again, Philadelphia had its reasons. I don't know if they're necessarily wrong. Philadelphia lost faith in him. And that's tough for a young player. That's really tough. But the Magic showed faith in him. The Magic trusted him to, to manage his rehab, helped where they could, and then were happy to welcome him into the fold. Fultz essentially only had two weeks of tra- two weeks of prep time uh, before training camp, for his first training camp. The Magic only had two weeks knowing that he'd be ready to play before training camp last year. And he came in and had a fantastic rookie year, averaging about 12 points per game and, and making a real impact for the team. 
the Magic made him a starter within five games of the regular season, which was incredible. And it was very clear that it was the right decision. From the first preseason game, it was clear to fans and observers he was going to be the starter sooner than later. So the Magic made the investment in their starting point guard. And essentially, again, they're making an investment. Their belief is that Marco Fultz will continue to get better. And again, we see this all the time where players take big leaps from their first to their second years. This is going to be a big year for Markel Fultz. We'll see what kind of leap he can take now that he's been through the NBA ringer once. He's experienced some success. And yes, he's largely put his injury behind him. As Jeff Fultman said, we should no longer talk about Markel Fultz in the context of his injury. We should talk about him as a basketball player. And while he certainly needs to improve in a lot of areas, his defense especially, his shooting especially, he has shown that he's a very capable game manager something that he will continue to get better at, and a very capable driver and creator for others. But essentially with both players, the Magic are betting on their future. That's what you do with a lot of these, these contracts, when, especially when you get that big bump up. You, know, you always get concerned about what happens when you pay a guy, especially a young player. And the Magic are well-known for taking very mature guys. I mean, Markel Fultz is a mature guy. He's been through a lot. The stuff don't go to, a head, go to his head. He's going to keep working. Jonathan Isaac is an extremely mature person. <laughs> um, you know, as I often joke around, um, you know that that dude needs an ego. I, I wish that dude had a little bit more of an ego because he'd be a really killer basketball player. But that's, I mean, again, he'll get there. Um, you know, again, I think he'll, I think he can get there. I, I think nice guys can do well in this league. Um, you know, but but it's it's a challenge. It's a much more difficult challenge. It's something he's going to have to practice and work at um, to reach his full potential. But he is a mature guy. He's going to work hard through this rehab. He's going to come back better as he has the last times he's gotten hurt. But the Magic are betting that they will do this. It's not certain. They don't have a full, you know, they made these signings without full information, without the whole picture. And so Jeff Weltman finally took a risk. A calculated one, the right risk. I think we can all agree these are the right moves to make. But if neither of these guys hit, it's going, to be, it's going to cost the Magic dearly. It's going to hurt them. It's going to make it harder to take that next step they're looking to take. So for now, both Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are set up as pillars of this team's future. As guys, the Magic are going to build around and build for moving forward. And what they do with the rest of the roster, now that now Aaron Gordon seems to be on notice, now, Evan Fournier seems to be on notice that their contract's set to, set to expire. What they do with the rest of the roster is going to really determine how these guys are boosted and how this team moves forward. And I should note especially this, too. It's, this is not something we should ignore as well. With Markel Fultz's third year being a team option, that's going to come in about the time the Magic are going to have to pay Cole Anthony some serious money. So the clock is always, always ticking. We'll talk about the Magic as they get ready for the regular season to begin coming up here in just a moment. But first, college football bowl season is well underway. The NFL playoffs are in full focus, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place to trust for all your gambling needs, for all your sports betting and sports action needs, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON 
for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether you're going for the NFL game of the week, the college football bowl games, the college football playoff, or the current headlines in sports, the NBA starts up today on Tuesday. The NBA is starting now. Get in on the action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The holidays are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash to do. Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season and shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic return to practice on Monday as they begin preparation for what is going to be a daunting season. And, you know, we sit here and... and, and it feels this way every year. It's not just, I think, this year because this year's odd. We don't really know if this team is regular season ready. Um, you know, I, 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 something that I've learned covering the team, and something, and this goes even back to when Sam Van Gundy was covering the team, is we're very rarely presented with all the information um, that, that coaches have at their, at their fingertips to make decisions. Obviously, once we get some games, and this is a result-driven business, uh, you know, obviously there is a winner or loser every time. Uh, and and we can say, you know, again, who's performing, who's not performing after we get a couple games, but during the preseason and even early in the season, you know, we don't have all that information. Why a rotation decision is being made, why something else is being made, I'm often, you know, and I fully admit this, I'm often slower to criticize it because A, I think we do need to get the data to, to determine whether it's working or not. And B, we don't always have all the information. You know, uh, it's, it's always something that St. Van Gundy told me. It's Or St. Van Gundy didn't tell me, but St. Van Gundy said was, you know, everyone talked about Dwight going to work with, with uh, Hakeem Olajuwon so much. He worked with Patrick Ewing every day. So much of the information that coaches have comes from practice. And especially when it comes to the preseason. We are not presented with all the information. We see what happens in the preseason games. We see what the team looks like in these games. And that's all we see. That's the only thing we get a look at. But that's not what really matters. Go back to Thursday's game, for instance. Thursday's game against the Charlotte Hornets, the Magic looked flat. Their offense didn't look great. You know, their defense was disorganized. And the disorganization was the more concerning part than the execution. Because it was also pretty clear that the Magic had two very heavy days of practice beforehand. And they were very fatigued in a way that they would not normally be fatigued. Once the season starts, 
a lot of the contact that you see from practices, a lot of the kind of straight scrimmaging that we're seeing during the preseason, that stops because you need to save legs for the, for the regular season. You need to save legs for the games. And so the preseason especially, it is hard to get a feel for where guys are at. Luckily, the Magic played their best preseason game on Saturday. They dominated through three quarters on both ends of the floor, just shutting down the Charlotte Hornets almost completely. It was some very solid work from the Orlando Magic. They have a lot to be proud of, a lot still to work on, but certainly a feeling that they took the right steps. And as the Magic get ready for the regular season, they feel they are in a good place. Yeah, you know, I think we're in we're in better shape um, to start out the season. Um, you know, I, I think we're, uh, we're we're way far ahead of you know where we were our last two seasons and. Um, you know, we played together for a little bit now, so we obviously have that um, experience. That's actually a big thing, uh, as Michael Carter-Williams says here, that, that the Magic had a good training camp. Steve Clifford said the Magic's training camp was good, that the team made progress, they learned a lot, and while there's still plenty to work on, and a shortened preseason does do that, a shortened training camp will do that, um, it seems like the Magic are a bit more optimistic about where they are from where they were last year. If you remember last year, Steve Clifford admitted that the Magic didn't have the training camp that they wanted. Some of that was because of injury. Aaron Gordon had to miss some time. I think Nikola Vucevic even missed some time during training camp. And any continuity benefit the Magic had kind of went out the window because they were just trying to get enough healthy bodies on the floor to to train and to, to drill and to play and to do everything they needed to do. While the Magic have had some injuries this year with James Ennis and Mo Bamba, most notably, both uh, are unlikely to play, on, are not, like, not going to play Wednesday, um, it appears. Um, but Mobamba did play eight of the 12-minute scrimmage that the Magic had on Monday, so he's continuing to do more. And again, there might be the potential that he could uh, rejoin the team uh, or, or rejoin the team on the floor soon. Um, James Ennis not likely to play on, on the weekend. Steve Clifford said as well. Um, but the Magic largely have had a, had a decent training camp um, as far as health. Um, they have gotten better. They, they played their best game at the end, so they, they, you know you want to see a team get progressively better. Uh, and Clifford has generally been very happy with what he's seen from camp. He thinks the attitude and the mindset that the players have has been a good one. And especially with how strange this season is going to be, Evan Fournier says that mindset is going to be a huge key. I think uh, you know the, the mental aspect of, of it uh, plays a huge part. Uh, I think uh, if you are looking forward to play and uh, if you are looking forward to start things again, then you have a lot of energy and uh, and you can go past through the you know the the fatigue and all that. I think if you are dragging your feet to just go to practice and and feel like you had a short off season and stuff, that's where stuff can get hard for you. Um, so I think attitude has a lot to play with how you feel and how you attack things right now. Uh, and attitude for us has been good so far. Um, um, so that's that's really how I feel about it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped. I really am. Uh, you know, just just being at Mway, even though you know we, we don't have the fans, you know, it feels good. It feels good. It feels right. And uh, and it's been a while, so I think again we are all excited. So the Magic feel like they're in the good mindset, but they know that the expectations are higher now. They know that. They're being demanded for more. And every player, and Michael Carter-Williams has kind of beat this drum more than others, but every player understands 
they've got to get off to a good start. They can't put themselves in a hole. If they want to get out of the 7-8 ringer, which no one at this point has them getting out of, they've got to get off to a good start. They've got to get themselves in prime position to begin the season. They can't wait. They can't stop. They can't bank on the end of the season, especially this year, frankly, because the Magic are expected to have a more difficult second half of the season than the first half. And the first, and the first like 15 games of their schedule are going to be very tough, too. I mean, Orlando gets a, a couple games against Washington this weekend. They play Miami, obviously, Wednesday. They got that road trip coming up in mid-January that is just brutal. Um, they'll get Oklahoma City early. You know, again, Oklahoma City is going to be an interesting team. I don't know what, I don't know what much to expect from them. Um, but Orlando's got to get wins early. They've got to be ready to go from the start. Because this is going to be a race. This is going to be a battle for those final playoff spots and for really every playoff spot in the East at this point. And if the Magic want to stake a claim, they've got to stake that claim early. Everyone knows it. And that's where the Magic sit. That's what the Magic are expecting to do. That's what the Magic have to do to find success. Orlando is eager to get this thing started. That much is abundantly clear. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast feed today. You'll find season preview episodes for each division. Team breakdowns from local experts, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcasts wherever you get podcasts today. Be sure to check out the Southeast Division preview, which came out on Monday. So you can go back in the archives and find that and hear what I think about the Orlando Magic season. Check that out wherever you download podcasts today. I want to close today's show out with an outline of what the expectations are for the Orlando Magic. Um, what we expect from the Orlando Magic, what the media is expecting from the Orlando Magic, what the Orlando Magic are expecting from themselves. And, you know, obviously, with the Magic doing so little and, and being just a fairly nondescript team, like, that's that's really the only way to describe them. I mean, Nikola Vucevic is the team's star. Aaron Gordon's probably the most well-known player, and the Magic's most promising young player is not going to play this year. That is a recipe for a team that's going to get ignored by the national media. Let's let's be real. The Magic have always been ignored by the national media, even when they were good, and except for the, year, the years that they had Shaq. Um, and that's led a lot of people to essentially dismiss the Magic almost completely. Um, yes, the Eastern Conference got better. There are teams that are going to make a real challenge for that eighth and final playoff spot. And the Magic are by no means a shoe-in to make their third straight playoff appearance. They're going to have to fight, and they're going to have to scratch and claw. And as I've said throughout this entire offseason, it is their spot to give up. It is their spot that someone has to take from them. But it's going to be a battle. The Atlanta Hawks got a lot better. The Washington Wizards got better adding Russell Westbrook over John Wall. Um, the Charlotte Hornets got better adding Gordon Hayward and, and, and the kind of the young, young talent that they've added to their team after a, a surprisingly good season last year. The Chicago Bulls should be better with Billy Donovan as their head coach. It's going to be a fight. And I've seen predictions on the Orlando Magic run the gamut. 
from people who think the Magic will be one of the, you know, still a playoff contender. But behind even the Detroit Pistons, I've seen someone rank the Magic behind the Detroit Pistons, which I think is just, you know, again, if the Pistons are healthy, maybe that makes sense. But I'm not not trusting Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose's health right now. Um, I've seen the Magic as a perfectly, as as in in the uh, play-in tournament, as a team that that is very much in the playoff mix, which is probably where they'll end up. I've seen, you know, uh, I think 538, their project, their myth- mathematical projection models have the Magic as the seven seed, as a team flirting with the six seed. Which is to say that the Magic really do hold a lot of the card, their own cards. They really do hold their own destiny. That they have a team that is, well, maybe not with the top end talent, is talented enough and capable enough to make a real push in this postseason. Of course, they want to do more than that. They don't just want to make the playoffs. They really want a chance to get out of the first round. Steve Clifford said on Monday that, you know, he has had discussions with key players from last year's team about pushing out of the first round about what it's going to take to get out of the first round because this league, you're ultimately judged by your playoff success, by what you can do in the playoffs. And players are not hiding from this goal. While they continue to say, you know, our goal is to make the playoffs, you know, Evan Fournier said, you know, to to get where we want to go, we got to take it day by day. We can't look too far ahead. We can't, you know, think think about stretches of the schedule. We've got to take care of our own business. But everyone knows and everyone seems to recognize that, yes, the goal is to get out of the first round. They're not satisfied either. But unfortunately, that top-end talent question is still a big one. Unless Markel Fultz becomes an all-star or moving Nikola Vucevic out to the three-point line really radically changes this team's offense, the Magic are most likely back into that 7-8 to eight playoff ringer. The expectation is for the Magic to make the playoffs, and, and, I always, and I will say this throughout the entire course of the season, playoffs does not mean the play-in tournament. Playoffs means the playoffs. The playing tournament gives them a little bit more of a margin for error, something that this Magic team does not typically have. Um, but they don't want to, you know, but they would have to win the playing tournament for me to consider this season a success. The expectation is to make the playoffs. I think realistically the Magic are probably ninth or 10th in the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I do think Atlanta is going to take a pretty sizable step up. I do think that Washington's going to be a real tough out and a real difficult battle. Um, again, if they have injuries, though, they're in trouble. They, they're, they're depth. They just don't have a lot of depth. But I think the Magic are in going to make the play-in tournament at the very least. And that gives them a chance to achieve their primary goal, their first goal. But it's not going to be easy. It's going to be much more difficult this year. The Magic will not be able to back their way into the playoffs the way that they did last year. They'll have to play their way in like they did in 2019. And honestly... I think the competition to make the playoffs is tougher this year than it was in 2019. That's not to say the Magic can't do it. For those who are ready to give up and start tanking before the season even begins, that's wrong. You don't do you don't do tanking measures until you're out of it. Or unless it's really that hopeless. This Magic team has hope. This Magic team can do it and frankly, I could see this Magic team surprising a lot of people. Nikola Vucevic could become that player. Markel Fultz could take a huge step up. Cole Anthony led the led all rookies in scoring during the preseason. Anything is possible. It is the beginning of the season. But it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be a big battle throughout the whole year, and it has to start on Wednesday with Game 1. 
It's not to say that Game 1 is a must-win. The Heat are a very, very good team. But the Magic have to play with a focus and an energy and an intensity that suggests that they are ready to take that step up, even if maybe their top-end talent won't get them all the way there. This is still about building a foundation, and as we said at the beginning of the show, the Magic have cemented a big part of their future. But the Magic still have to get something out of the season, regardless. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.